Good morning. It's Wednesday, November 17th, also known as National Take a Hike Day. And it's possible, very possible, marginally possible, that as you're listening to this, I'm on a hike. So that's something. Uh, It's also possible that as you're listening to this, someone's asking you about the news. And here's some stuff you can tell them. More than 6,000 non-tenured faculty employees across nine University of California campuses are planning to walk off the job today and tomorrow in what they're calling an unfair labor practice strike. The University Council American Federation of Teachers represents non-tenured faculty, which are hired on a yearly or quarterly basis, and says that 30 to 40 percent of classes in the UC system are taught by its members, 91 percent of which voted in favor of the strike. Faculty members are striking for better job security, longer contracts, paid family leave, and a fairer workload. This strike comes after two years of negotiations. Pfizer is asking U.S. regulators to give the thumbs up emoji to an experimental pill for COVID. The pill has been shown to significantly cut down on hospitalizations and deaths by now offering an at-home treatment. Currently, all COVID treatments require an IV or injection from a healthcare professional. The Pfizer pill has been tested by folks who are unvaccinated and high risk and cut down on hospitalizations and deaths by 89%. It does that by blocking a key enzyme that the virus needs to multiply. Interestingly, Merck is also looking for a thumbs up emoji on their own COVID pill, which fights the virus by doing the opposite, causing tiny mutations in the virus until it can no longer multiply. Science. Later this month, the FDA will hold a public meeting so outside experts can scrutinize Merck's pill before voting on whether to recommend the approval. The meeting isn't required, and no one knows whether they'll do the same for Pfizer. Well, I mean, someone probably knows, but not officially. It's a big week for Pfizer, and I guess people who own stock in Pfizer, because a decision on whether they can join the booster club should also be coming anytime now. It's also a big week for consequences. Maybe the House will vote today on whether or not Representative Paul Gosar, he of the tweeted a video that depicted an anime version of himself killing fellow House rep AOC and then threatening President Biden with swords, Gosars, should be censured and removed from the Committee on Oversight and Reform. A censure is the worst possible punishment in the House, even if it doesn't really sound like it. It's just you stand there while the official resolution is read out loud. But it is something that the House takes very seriously. The last time it was done was in 2010. Okay, this is one of those stories that starts out bad, but then ends great. Here's the bad. Last week, library leaders in Fulton County, Pennsylvania, asked county commissioners for an extra $3,000 a year, bringing their stipend up to $15,000, which is about what it was in the early aughts. But two Republicans on the three-member panel said no, because over the summer, the library allowed the county's small LGBTQ plus community to hold bi-monthly meetings there. GOP Commissioner Randy Bunch called the community a hate group adding that supporting them means they have to support the Proud Boys and Black Lives Matter. Side note, but one I can't not mention, out of the three groups he mentioned, only one, the Proud Boys, is actually a hate group. Anyway, he also peppered in a little xenophobia, worrying that this would mean Muslims would move into their community for some reason. Uh, Bunch said, quote, I don't hate anybody. I'm just saying that the LGBTQ and any of those organizations make people upset. I personally think none of them need any part in Fulton County. I don't dislike anybody. I just don't want something that's going to create friction between people. That's, um, whatever. Here's the good, though. 
Emily Best, an activist in the community, launched a GoFundMe in hopes of bringing in $12,000 for the library, which is four times what it needed. As of this recording, it's raised over $18,000. Awesome. More art news. This is a reference to an earlier episode where I mentioned a Banksy painting. I'm telling you, you miss one of these episodes and the whole thing falls apart. A Frida Kahlo self-portrait has sold for $34.9 million, making it the most valuable piece of work from a Latin American artist ever sold at an auction. The Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals, based in Cincinnati, Ohio, has won a literal lottery to be the spot that'll hear the vaccine mandate case. And by lottery, I mean, seriously, a lottery. A dozen ping pong balls, each one representing a court, were placed in a wooden drum on Tuesday. The winning ball was drawn in Washington, D.C. No one gets any money. So why the drawing? Well, federal law states that when multiple lawsuits dealing with one basic question or multiple questions all dealing with the same thing are filed in separate courts, the petitions must be consolidated and heard in just one court chosen at random. So who are these lottery winners? The Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals leans a little more conservative, with most of its judges appointed by Republican presidents. Eleven were appointed by Presidents Trump and W. Bush, and five were appointed by Presidents Clinton and Obama. And that's it. That's the news. There was a lot of it. Some of it was a bummer. Some of it was good. All of it was recorded while the cat watched and judged. But that's life, baby. The cat might not be proud of me, but who cares? Because I'm proud of you. 